0: Big Tech has purchased 1.6 million square feet of office space in New York City alone since the beginning of 2020. It's a move to control their operations, park hordes of cash into hard assets, and continue to expand their operations with hundreds of thousands of new hires. In fact, Amazon hired over 400,000 employees in just 10 months following the start of the pandemic. With a massive increase in headcount, comes a need for infrastructure and space to work in. As if the timing couldn't have been better, demand dropped while supply shot up in the commercial real estate market, causing buildings' prices to fall. This opportunity allowed the big tech companies to pick up hordes of buildings at a great deal, further expanding their portfolio and balance sheet. 600 million square feet is the space that big tech companies own and operate in the U.S. currently. To put that into perspective, the U.S. has about 4 billion square feet of office space total today. In this episode of Things Have Changed, we cover the commercial real estate market, how big tech is positioning themselves with recent acquisitions, and why vacancy levels have inverted from suburban regions to downtown
1: areas. Welcome to THC, where we unpack the ever-changing technology economy. Hang out with Jed, Shikhar, and
0: Adrian as we tackle the industries of tomorrow. This is Things Have Changed.
2: So we know the pandemic had a huge effect on homes. There was a wild stat that like right now in the United States, there's only two and a half months for all houses to be unavailable in the whole country right so this kind of demand we've never really seen a whole lot of this prior to the pandemic everyone wants to work from home so if that's happening in your residential market what's happening in the commercial market there is a lot of real estate that is comprised of things other than homes and you know you have corporations So industrial in general, lodging, you have retail. So there's a lot happening. So what effect has that seen through this pandemic? And does that have any relation to residential rates?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, commercial real estate, to your point, is not just like, you know, corporations buying buying buildings and, and, you know, offices, corporate offices. Also, leasing comes into play right that's a huge part of commercial real estate where where deals are signed that are multi-million dollar deals over periods of time long periods of time um but yeah the face of commercial real estate right now is uh big tech initially when this uh coronavirus happened right when we were talking on things have changed we kind of thought about um what what's the future going to look like of offices right we we had that on our one episode which which we'll plug in here um and in that one episode, we mentioned how, okay, the future may be looking a little bit different. You know, companies are now realizing they can move their entire operations online. So a lot of them are contemplating are we supposed to go back to the office? So, with that decision point, you know, we were thinking, oh shit, commercial real estate's gonna be down. Nobody's gonna be buying you shit. Yep. And the guys that are actually more well positioned. To go all the way online. You know, these massive tech companies are actually buying up more real estate. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard of the case in Manhattan, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Commercial real estate in general is not doing as good as it was doing two years ago. So that's
1: 100%
2: the baseline. But there is a segment of the economy that has never been doing this well. And that is big tech. So what does big tech do? I'm going to go and buy all the sexy spots in Manhattan. <laughs> Which is you, exactly what they How do
1: you know they, they were sexy, dude? How do you know those Bro, spots were sexy?
2: Amazon comes in and buys... Have you seen the Hudson Yards? <laughs> it needs to be like an experience. That's why they built it.
1: They have that
0: whole uh, that architecture, uh, the, the beehive. Stairs, the beehive. What purpose does that have? You just re- walk in circles on these stairs and get Bro, lost Bro, it's on it. art.
1: What the fuck are you talking it's I know, art. but
0: that was like the most
1: expensive piece of artwork you could install in there. Anyway, like, you know, looking at specific cases, right? So Facebook, Apple, you know, Google, and as we've already talked about, Amazon, all these companies are, are coming in and especially to, as Shaker was mentioning, the sexy spots in Manhattan absolutely
2: dude like apple going after what that lord and taylor building those are iconic spots
1: that's amazon sorry that's i I, I worked on that (laughs) wink wink so
2: amazon's got the hudson yards lord and taylor so yeah
1: yeah it's it's kind of like i don't know all these tech companies taking some old shit you know when they made all
0: these acquisitions did they get you know less than premium rates not rates but uh acquisition prices uh since i'm sure you know a lot of the developers in the hudson yards they're struggling right now because they built this billion you know multi-billion dollar complex and like mini city basically
2: and it was dead
0: it's empty Who's, who's renting and they have all this you know they have expectations that you know they develop it they meet their timeline And they have to fill up all the spaces and, you know, get that cash flow that they're anticipating to receive in these coming years to make up for all those costs up front.
1: Tech companies right now, they have a bunch of cash. I mean, Apple, dude, Apple can go ahead and do whatever the fuck it wants. If it wants to build an electric car, it's going to build an electric fucking car.
2: Apple, Facebook, the cash flow that they generate, they don't really, this is, again, investments. You know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend who lives in Seattle and he was saying how Amazon is the biggest property owner in Seattle. So when you go and rent, you're actually paying Amazon. So they pay your $100,000 salary. You're paying $2,000 in rent. That $2,000 is going back to Amazon. More or less because of, you know, the price of the land, stuff like that. So And they can leverage that to get more assets, to buy those grounded Boeing 727s. Like, it's literally their world and we live in it.
0: It's like these tech companies, I'm sure down a long time ago they've already known this, but we're starting to see how they're like realizing that they're not in the business for tech and software, they're in the business of real estate, It's like the founder, you know, <laughs> the story of McDonald's and how you know he had no idea his margins were tight, he was constrained by the original founders that were limiting what he could do with the restaurants, you know, how he could operate, what kinds of milkshakes uh, he was using to sell and make better margins. And then, you know, it clicked and finally realized if he owned the real estate, he would own the whole business. He'd have all that control. And so these tech companies you're seeing are starting to acquire more of this real estate.
1: I mean, a a crazy stat is that, you know, we were just talking about the four massive tech companies who are in uh Manhattan, you know Amazon Google Facebook, and apple they're collectively employing like twenty two thousand people dude in new york twenty six hundred that were hired in twenty twenty You know this is the crazy crazier stat they bought or leased about one point six million square feet of space.
2: They're just jumping on cheap commercial real estate and then going
0: ham It's really smart on their part to move so fast and quickly because it's like if you would have gone in the stock market in March you would have been up 50% with anything that you invested in so with a shock where you know pandemic hits march 2020 there's uncertainty rents is a it's a question whether you're going to be collecting your rents due to a lack of income cash flow leases all these office spaces all these apartment buildings
2: this chart that I was looking at and kind of explaining who the The moguls, the real estate moguls of the twenty first century, are. It's like got Google at forty billion dollars, Amazon at like forty billion dollars. You have Apple at twenty, Facebook at fifteen. It's like these four companies just make up the top ten. There's there's no escaping the fact that they have just so much power and leverage. um, That this this past year. those four companies reported silly numbers. They were making like stupid amounts of money. (laughs) So
1: they just go and shop. Another thing to spend your cash on, right? It's huge. Um, Yeah, I mean, those are the the biggest you know, real estate moguls on this fucking country. It's it's kind of nuts. I mean, if you think about collectively how much they own in terms of real estate, right? 589 million square feet is collectively Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, and Facebook, and Microsoft. Five tech companies, okay? So that's literally bigger than all of New York City. It's a ridiculous amount. So, I mean, this new wave of new property owners and, and, you know, um, real estate moguls, if you will, that were tech companies. Um, it it really calls the question, like, is, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Economies of scale is reached. Well, what about us, dude? What happens to rent as a use case, San Francisco, right? And the people who were like gentrified out of that area, but right, uh, right now, like we're looking at something we read on, 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 uh, Wall Street Journal that was talking about quote unquote the Google effect, right? Um, what so what typically happens when big tech moves into to town, right? So, uh, so in in 2010, Google bought that office building in Manhattan's Chelsea neighborhood, fancy ass neighborhood. Yep,
2: yep. It's above the restaurant Budokan. That Budokan, don't go there okay. if you have just hundred dollars. You won't <laughs> make it. You'll Damn. be on the streets. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Damn, you'll be poor. Same day. Just, just more of
0: a street food kind of guy though.
1: I am. I am. Um so you know, getting back to the the Google effect, right? Them buying that that office building in in the Chelsea neighborhood for for 1.8 billion dollars. So, 2010 fast forward 10 years, right? 2020. God damn, office rents blew up. 65% more expensive, right? What happened to the apartment prices? Well, of course, the apartment prices went up too. Apartment prices went up by forty seven percent. So we can think about it in a couple of ways, right? Big tech also brings jobs and you know six figure jobs, and a lot of those, depending on where you're at, regardless actually, Amazon set up a, a minimum wage of 15 dollars early on, like I don't know 2018 or some shit like that, right? And that was premature from what they're talking about right now of raising the minimum wage again right in in uh congress so you know there there are some good things that happen but y- you can't ha- you can't really discount the externalities the negative externalities of um big tech weighing in and and them owning much of the real estate and that becomes in itself a monopoly as well
2: yeah there are sectors that is still having a strong performance if, even with the downturn and one side you know one um Unintended consequence of this phenomenon in real estate has resulted in self-storage companies doing really well, because everyone's moving, everyone's relocating, packing all their stuff, and paying thirty dollars a month for a self-storage, Cube Smart or U-Haul or whatever. And those companies have been doing great. So that's interesting to to think what unintended consequences the pandemic has brought be it in vaccine science, be it in epidemiology, be it in in real estate.
0: Is U-Haul a public company? I feel like U-Haul is doing really well right now.
2: CubeSmart, U-Haul, all those guys have kind of killed it.
0: Yeah, industrials doing well right now in self-storage. There's a term that's common in commercial real estate called absorption, which is basically how much of the inventory or units available in the market are being absorbed or filled in. And just looking at the different, uh, segments of commercial, uh, industrials has done really well throughout the pandemic, their, uh, net positive absorption, meaning their units that are in the market are being filled up positively. So that's good. And, uh, the ones that were negative have been retail, you know, stores are just closing up. They're not filling up spaces. There's no reason for them to stay open, um, when they were locked down and then, once they've been locked down, they've just not been able to really function. Uh, like most stores, happen. Grocery is an exception, but retail in general has been hit hard. So there's a big surplus of inventory for retail shops right now, like we mentioned earlier, Hudson Yards, and that's becoming an issue. So another thing that's uh, popped up and kind of shown. The trends and changes in investors' decisions and what they're moving into. Basically, in 2010, suburban vacancies were at 17% while downtown vacancies were 15%. And it's shifted where downtown vacancy is higher and suburban vacancy is lower now, showing that Investors are moving to more suburban areas to invest in commercial real estate. Dude, I love the bobs. The (laughs) bobs are where it's at. You can drive, you know, have a big house. So a lot of investors are moving to those more suburban shopping centers. larger spaces.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: To follow where people are moving. The population shifts that are happening, investors are following that and trying to
2: Hey, thanks so much for listening to our show this week. You could subscribe to us. And if you're feeling generous, well, you could even leave us a review. Trust me, it goes a long, long way. You could also follow THC at THC underscore pod on Twitter and LinkedIn. This is Things Have Changed.